In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. It's funny, we, we, ended, that, we ended that passage mid-sentence. The second part is, but others went and tattled to the Pharisees. <laughs> but we didn't want to, we wanted to end that. It's already a long passage enough. We wanted to end on a high note. Um, this week, uh, Tom Locke came to, to speak at the school uh, 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 at the Georgia Young uh, Writers Awards um, and, and basically said, uh, you know, stories should be, should be short and compact and, and sentences should be short and all of these, these other things, which really just made, made me remember that my, my seminary professor who said, um, you should be able to preach a sermon in one minute, but then, you know, use all the rest of the time you have to sort of elaborate on it. And, and so, sort of, you know, today sort of one of those, one of those passages, if you, had to, if you had to, I'm not even sure you could come up with one central theme for this passage, but I think you come up with two, which is, which is um, res- resurrection isn't, isn't a what, it's a who. And also, belief is not with your head, it's with your heart. And so, these two, these two things really sort of, not only do they sum up this passage, but basically they sum up everything that we've been doing all, all Lent. Um, the questions that have been happening in John's Gospels, the conversations that have been taking place through with Nicodemus and the woman at the well, and the ones that we didn't even do, the, the man by the pool of Bethsaida, and um, those who were seeking after Jesus after the feeding of the 5,000, um, man more blind, the Pharisees with that. They're all, they're all, these questions are, how can this be, right? There's how. How can you be reborn? How, where are you going to get this living water? You don't even have a bucket, right? How did he open your eyes? I don't have anybody to put me into the pool. Where is this bread that you can give us? All of these questions are all, all sort of how, where, what. In, in reality, the, the question isn't where or how. The question is who. Who is the living water? Who is the bread of life? Who is the healer? Who is the one who opens your eyes. Who, if we would have gone from last week, who is the great shepherd, the one that precedes this? And we see with the great shepherd who's willing to lay down his life for a sheep that would probably, well, what do we do that Easter for? Usually so in a few weeks it's like a preview trailer. Uh, who is the great shepherd who lays down his life for a sheep? And then we see that. It's not, it's not just, it's not just um, this abstract argument in John's Gospel that Jesus is one who will lay down his life for a sheep. We see who will lay down his life for a sheep is Jesus who goes to Bethany when they want to kill him. Willing to come out of hiding to go to Bethany. So it's not just he might lay down his life for a sheep in theory. Jesus is willing to lay down 
his life for his sheep. Who is his sheep? Lazarus. And we hear Lazarus first um, is, is dying, and, and he's probably about dead by the time that the message actually gets to him, though the disciples don't really know that. They don't want him to go to Bethany anyway because they're afraid he's going to get killed. It's only a couple miles from Jerusalem. And, um, and Jesus says, well, this, this, will, this is uh, to, to glorify God anyway, right? This is to show God's glory um, that Lazarus is, is dying and finally has to just say plainly to his disciples, even though he does all the, all the things that we do in our own life today. He, they passed away. They moved on to a better place. All the, all the little things. He's just fallen asleep. Then Jesus finally said, he died. Because you're a little bit dense. Right? He's, di- he's died. We have to go. But it'll be, it'll be alright. Right? This is, um, this is for your... And I'm glad for your sake, Jesus says, that we didn't get there earlier so that you might see and might believe. So Jesus has been there. In a couple days, what's Jesus doing a couple, for a couple days? in preparation for all this, praying much in the same way he prayed in Gethsemane, as we just sang in that song. Um, you know, a, a willing to risk his life. And, and as well, um, there's sort of a, a preview of what Jesus is praying for as we get toward the end of this passage. And so when Jesus gets to Bethany, he's met by Martha, who comes out and says, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said, your brother will rise again. I know he'll rise again in the resurrection. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. Do you believe this? She says, yes, Lord, I believe. And so in, in all, we, we forget about Martha because we have Peter. We have Peter in Matthew's Gospel. We have Peter in Mark's Gospel. We have Peter in Luke's Gospel. Yes, Lord, you are the Christ. And then we have Jesus saying, you are the rock. Because you did not, that flesh and blood did not reveal that confession to you. But God revealed it to you. And, and so we always think of Peter being the one. But in John's Gospel, it's Martha who's the one who gives the confession who Jesus is. You are the resurrection and life. And we have this, this shift right from the questions of how, where, what, why. Even the blind man, the blind man says, do you know the Son of Man? Who is He that I may follow Him? There's a shift there. And now it's coming into this with Martha again. People are answering the who question rather than the where, what, how question. She is not asking, can you explain to me the doctrine of resurrection? Right? He doesn't say this. He says, who? Right? Do you believe? Which leads us to our sort of second, second part before we move on from this, which is, which is belief um, has become in our culture this sort of, this sort of thought process. It began in the Enlightenment, so it's not really that long ago, but I think, therefore, I am, so I have Descartes to blame as, as well as anybody else, that, that belief is just this thing, what I think. Do you believe in God? Yeah, I think God exists. It's sort of like, does God exist thing? 
Nobody before then ever had this question about, there were no, there were no atheists, really. There were, there were maybe agnostics, and there were people indifferent, perhaps. But everybody thought there was God. In fact, you go all through, through history, there's, there's various different gods. And remember in Paul, when he's in Athens, there's even an altar to an unknown God, just so we have our faces covered. Right, we got we got it all covered. We got God, even if we don't know your name. That we got a special altar for you, anonymous God. We don't want to leave you out. Rather, if you if you look at the if you look at the root of belief, it's it's really to entrust, to love. And this is what believe in. It's it's the way we use it often when they say, Henley, I believe in you. You can do it. I believe in you. You can swim across that pool. Right? That's how we that we use that word believe all the time. That's what believe means in the scriptures. Believe isn't like, do you believe in Jesus? I believe in him. There he is. Walking down the road, right? You believe. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of the Living God. I believe that you are the resurrection. I believe that you're the healing. That is, I entrust in you. I love you. I'll follow you wherever you go. I think that this is what is so. That's this deep belief. Right? Bishop, Bishop Curry, um, the other day at the, at the clergy day, shared that story, which is the, the funny story about the, the man who walked across the trapeze right over Niagara Falls, or not the, the tightrope over Niagara Falls. And he walks, and he says, do you believe I can walk across the tightrope? And they say, yeah, we believe. And he walks across, and they come back, they all cheer. They go, do you believe I can walk across the, the tightrope blindfolded? And they all say, yes, we believe. And he walks across the tightrope blindfolded. And then he gets a wheelbarrow, and he goes, do you believe that I can walk across the, the, the tightrope blindfolded with a wheelbarrow and they all cheer yes we can believe and he walks across with the blindfold and comes back he says do you believe I could walk across the tightrope blindfolded with a wheelbarrow with somebody in it and they all say yeah we believe he goes do I have a volunteer <laughs> right silence right this is this is do you believe in Jesus as the resurrection the life, the one who heals, the one who brings life, the shepherd who will lay down his life for a sheep. Moreover, do you believe that Jesus is the one who's come to be present in our pain, in our agony, in our deepest emotions, in our joys, in our sorrows, in our celebration? in our grief. And Mary comes out um, of this passage then and, and again is beginning to wail. You know, if you had been here, Lord, if you had been here, my mother, my brother would not have died when Jesus saw her weeping. Right? He, he entered into that same emotion. Jesus weeps. Even, even though he knows what he's going to do, he weeps. He weeps because we weep. And says, where have you laid him? 
even though there's people behind him murmuring, right? Where have you laid him? Martha. Great Martha. Martha's always pragmatic. Says, Lord, there's been four days. There's going to be an odor. And, and we spend so much time actually in the church arguing with the world about the Bible being the Word of God and that the, the Bible is the Word of God that we forget oftentimes it's not just the words that are written in the Bible, it's the words that aren't written in the Bible. What happens when the tomb is opened and there is no smell? Right? There's a reason that they bury the bodies right that, that day within 24 hours because the bodies begin to decompose after 72 hours. So Jesus, what is Jesus praying for in these two days? In these two days, even in Lazarus' death, who already died probably before he got this message, Jesus is praying for his body to be preserved be saved from this until he gets there. Why Jesus says not just to the crowd, Father I thank you that you heard me. That you heard me. My prayers for my sheep are listened to and answered. And then I said, did I not tell you if you entrusted, if you believed that you'd see the glory of God Lazarus come forth. And he comes out not decomposed, right? Unbind him. Unbind him. And many believed. And some went tapped. But many believed that Jesus was indeed Christ. And I think this this passage, especially in, in its whole, does indeed you know, bring us to this point of what are the, que the question, the main question is who? Right? All the come and see. The come and see that's all throughout, throughout uh, John's Gospel with it, which, which is an, an answer to all the various questions. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Come and see. Come and see a man that told me everything I ever did. Come and see where I'm staying. Come and see. The answer is always to see Jesus. To be with Jesus. To entrust yourself to Jesus. And for us, that, that challenge, that invitation is can we entrust ourselves truly to the one, not only who lays down himself, but to the one who's praying for us, even when we don't know it. Even before the tragedy has hit, he's back praying for us. Do we entrust that as we're in pain today that it might lead to glory tomorrow? And I think this, this refrain Lest I forget Gethsemane. Lest I forget thine agony. Lest I forget my love for thee. Lead me to Calvary. 
is underneath this whole thing. We haven't, we haven't got to Gethsemane yet, but we can see the agony that Jesus is in just with empathizing with Mary and Martha and everyone who's there and weeps. We know the love that he has for us, that he's willing to lay down his life for us. Lead us to Calvary. That is, lead us to that place where we can entrust you. Because you've given us everything, God, so we can give everything in return. Knowing the grace and love that you have for us. Let us believe in our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us believe in the one who lays down his life. Let us believe in the one who gives resurrection and who is life.